We are a nation that is hostile to liberty and freedom and faith. We are a nation whose economy is floundering, whose stores are not stocked, whose deliveries are not coming, and whose educational system is ranked at the bottom of every list. We are a nation that in many ways has become a joke. But soon we will have greatness again. It was hardworking patriots like you who built this country, and it is hardworking patriots like you who are going to save our country. There is no mountain we cannot climb. There is no summit we cannot reach. There is no challenge we cannot beat. There is no victory we cannot have. We will not bend. We will not break. We will not yield ever, ever, ever. We will never give in. We will never give up. And we will never, ever back down. We will never let you down as long as we are confident and united. The tyrants we are fighting do not stand even a little chance. Because we are Americans, and Americans kneel to God and God alone. And it is time to start talking about greatness for our country again. Finally, good morning, good MAGA morning. To all you Magadonians out there, took almost 40 minutes to get Rumble to work. The streams were not cooperating. The chats are open. I had to start like three different streams. So I don't know who we lost. I know there were people waiting. There were people in the chat. So I don't know. But I wasn't going to give up. Finally, restarted everything for like the fourth or fifth time. Rumble's never uh, given me that issue before. And it's interesting because Facebook, which I stream to, even though Facebook has me heavily shadow banned, there's 40,000 followers on my Facebook page and not many people see it because they have me restricted and they're very open about it because obviously they don't like this type of content. When I went to go make the live stream for Facebook, they literally, you know, the, the uh, title of this episode Massive 2020 voter fraud uncovered, which was a story out of Michigan that the Gateway Pundit has that we're going to get into. But Facebook would not let me use that title, would not let me use that title. Uh, It kept bouncing it back like it just would not make the stream, which was, you know, odd. So we got we got a little bit of a uh, a big late start, but that's all right. I'm going to go and 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 do the show. And we're going to, you know, we do an hour. I'm just trying to get my stuff together here because literally it screwed me all up. I had to restart like three times. You know, if you ever do live streaming, you know, you get everything set up and you have it a certain way and you're just ready to go. I appreciate you being here. Chats are open. We're live Monday to Friday, typically 8 a.m. Eastern uh, on Rumble, 1776live.tv. We had a... um, Massive show last night on We The People Radio. We had thousands of people watching last night. We again had January 6th political prisoner Chris Worrell on, oh, who's convicted of crimes, ridiculous crimes, never went inside the Capitol. They convicted him of pepper spraying a police officer, but never identified the police officer. There was no victim to the crime, literally a victim is victimless crime. And he is going... 
to prison. He's getting sentenced at the 18th of this month, minimum of 10 years, possibly more, depending on the judge. And we don't think the judge, he doesn't think the judge is happy that he's doing media and they may use it against him, but he, uh, he doesn't care. We're back. So we're here again late, but that's all right. We'll, uh, we'll keep it rolling. We'll do an hour show. I think on Friday mornings, I'm going to start doing maybe, uh, an hour and a half. I could spend more time on the chat. Maybe we'll do a full 90 minutes on, on Fridays. I like to get the, the live stream up early in the morning. This way, you know, everybody can have the, the rest of their day. So, yep, starting late today. All right. Jumping right into it. Please hit the follow. Hit the like button. I'm very disappointed in Rumble. And I'm, I, I love Rumble because it's better than YouTube. They don't censor us. And for those of you just joining us, like, uh, this is the only place we're streaming right now is uh, here in CloudHub, I believe. I didn't even start restart the other streams. But Facebook wouldn't even let me use the title Massive Voter Fraud. And I kept having to change it. And they, they just would not have it. It's, it's, it's crazy what, what goes on. So, again, I had a lot of stuff up, that, all prepared, that I had to kind of just do away with. It is what it is. This is the game we play, the life we have chosen. Let me know in the chat. I see a bunch of people in there where you're uh, tuning in from. I always like to know where viewers are. So, we're going to jump right in. First, obviously, we know. I mean, it was a breaking story that came out, and it was recently released uh, a report, a police report, actually, from Michigan law enforcement unveiling a uh, concerning voter fraud incident involving a group funded by none other than Joey Basement's 2020 presidential campaign. Uh, this organization apparently operates, was operating in multiple swing states and is implicated in submitting fraudulent voter registrations during October of 2020. You know, the voting irregularities in the voter fraud that doesn't exist, that it doesn't exist, even according to the DeSantards, who used to be Trump supporters, and Ron DeSantis himself that says, no, the 2020 election, there was no problem with it. You know, tr Trump lost fair and square. Joey Baseman's got 81 million votes. 81 million votes. <laughs> Come on, man. So following a raid by Michigan law enforcement, Michigan authorities discovered uh, a lot of prepaid gift cards, like caches of, of prepaid gift cards, firearms equipped with silencers, which apparently are legal there, they had found out. But that's quite interesting. Firearms equipped with silencers and disposable burner phones. The only reason you have a burner phone is if you're cheating on your significant other or doing some other type of most of the time, I wouldn't use the word fraudulent activities, but that's part of it. Um, scrupulous activities that you don't want tracked on real phone records. It means you're hiding something. Um, but it could also be as petty as playing phone pranks on people with a burner phone. It is what it is. So throughout the 2020 election period, these Democratic election committees provided more than $4 million to this particular organization. So there was a, I guess there's a few organ, uh, organizations that gave um, money. Um, Biden for president, $450,000. Democratic Senatorial Campaign, 
2.1 million in change, the DNC Services Corp, 1.0 million in change, Democratic Party of Iowa, almost a half a million dollars. The investigation was initiated following the observation of a uh, clerk out of uh, Mus. I got to just see what it is here. Mus uh, Muskegon, Michigan. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Sorry, anyone from Michigan. Oh, it's like, Hog, aren't you from Michigan? Am I getting that right? Am I saying that right? Muskegon. An interesting name. Anyway, the clerk noticed an individual depositing eight to 10,000 completed voter registration applications at the city office on October 8th, 2020. The same individual returned multiple times, registering an additional 2,500 votes. Now, what's interesting and kind of, a, a, it, it, well, it is alarming that many of the registrations displayed identical handwriting. And we've seen time and time again during the whole, all of these hearings and things like that, oh, you need a special federal permit for a silencer in Michigan. Okay. Like in New York, you could barely have a BB gun. But I did read somewhere that apparently the firearm issues uh, were that they had maybe were legal. So I don't know. Maybe the silencers weren't legal. I didn't get that far into it about the firearms themselves. So these um, – many of the registrations – that they had the voter registrations had identical handwriting with fraudulent addresses. So fake addresses and phone numbers and these signatures, they didn't match those on file with Michigan secretary of state. Not shocking. We're seeing this all over the country, but this is a big one in Michigan, big that nobody's talking about that. Of of course, probably they want to keep it hidden. So voter registration organizations from both sides we know this, have been uh, accused of, you know, similar fraudulent activities. Uh, one, uh, ACORN, which had over half a million members and more than 1,200 neighborhood chapters, ceased operations in 2010 after being implicated in a similar fraudulent voter registration operation spanning in multiple states. So, listen, how big of an influence does election fraud have on U.S. elections? Meaning. Was there enough fraud to provide the outcome that we have? And, and would enough, because there was always this argument, would enough fraud be uncovered and proof to overturn an election? I, I like to say yes, that there is. The problem is all of the cases that they refuse to hear, and you'll hear Democrats and even Rhino Republicans say, well, Trump lost all of these cases in court, and that's not true. Only three cases were heard. Two were won, I believe. One was lost, and the rest of them, of the 61 or whatever cases, were not heard by courts, and that's because the people that filed the lawsuits could not prove that anyone was directly hurt in the lawsuit, apparently, that they, they, these lawsuits didn't have any merit. I believe that's how it was explained. And I'm not an attorney, but the gateway pundit and, you know, love them, hate them. They're out there doing the work. And a lot of people will say the gateway pundit is nothing but misinformation and disinformation. And that's clearly not the case because they've had the receipts on a lot of things on a lot of stories in the past. Are there embellishments? Probably, but that's all media outlets, if you ask me. And obviously the mainstream media who's fueled by millions of dollars and evil satanic donors are news actors, nothing more than news actors. So this is uh, the Gateway Pundit. They came out with this uh, yesterday. Now we have proof. 
This is an exclusive from the Gateway Pundit. Massive 2020 voter fraud uncovered in Michigan, including estimated 800,000 ballot applications sent to non-qualified voters. So people who could not vote legally were sent ballot applications. How many of them were filled out? How many got ballots? How many of those 800,000 votes were actually cast from non-qualified voters? Bags of prepaid gift cards, guns with silencers, burner phones, and a Democrat-funded organization with multiple temporary facilities in several states. Multiple temporary facilities in several states, like those Halloween stores that bounce, uh, that pop up in, in out-of-business uh, places. This, what do they call it? The spirit of Halloween or Halloween spirit or something like that. So it's like the same thing, these temporary uh, voting facilities or, or uh, organizations. So uh, and they were, uh, I think it was uh, one of the Hoff brothers and somebody was on Bannon. I have that video clip. I'll play in a few. But again, on October 8th, 2020, only one month before the 2020 general election, Muskegon, Michigan City Clerk Ann Meish, Mesh, Meish, whatever, noticed a black female whose name was redacted from the police report, of course, dropping off between 8,000 to 10,000 completed voter registration applications at the city's clerk, city clerk's office. The Muskegon Police Department was contacted and asked to investigate on October 21st, 2020. First Lieutenant Mike Anderson was contacted by Tom Fabus, Chief of Investigations for Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel's office. According to the Michigan State Police Report, Mr. Fabus asked for Michigan State Police assistance with a joint investigation of alleged voter fraud being conducted by the Muskegon Police Department and the Attorney General. At that point, an investigative task force was formed and an investigation was initiated. Oh, please, the Gateway Pundit with all your foot articles and all the uh, ads and things like that. It's, it's disgusting. <laughs> Look at the article up here. It's wild. There's feet and marijuana and eggs everywhere. It's just weird. It's just weird. Some of these websites, but that's where the information is. The following is from the Michigan State Police Report. On October 16th, 2020, Muskegon City Clerk Ann Meish and Deputy Clerk Kimberly Young contacted the Muskegon Police Department after noticing the irregularities in voter registration applications received both in person and by mail. The whole operation here. The Muskegon City Clerk became suspicious when the female, again, whose name is redacted in the first part of the police report, but then it was later unredacted. What happened to that person? Hand delivered thousands of voter registrations to her office, many of them in the same handwriting. Same handwriting happens time and time and time again. Uh, Mish stated that in her opinion, a quantity of the voter registration forms were highly suspicious and possibly fraudulent due to the same handwriting and things like that. You know, they even have places where they're mail-in ballots and there were no creases that where they were folded to put in envelopes. I mean, that's a telltale sign right there. They have to be folded and put in envelopes because people are not sending their mail-in ballots in manila envelopes unfolded. People just aren't going to that 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 uh, extra mile. They're folding it and putting it in a letter envelope, putting a stamp on it and sending it in, or maybe there's a, an envelope provided that is not the size of a manila envelope. So it's all it's all nonsense. They're not mailed. If there's no creases in them, um, let's see, uh, my, um, Mesh, Mesh, whatever her name is, opinion was based on the fact that numerous forms appeared to have been completed by the same writer, and upon initial examination, addresses on multiple forms 
were invalid or non-existent. Fake addresses, fake voters, have your pets, have your babies, have your corpses in your local cemetery, fill out these forms and send them in to vote for Joey Basements. Anything we can to keep the big bad orange man out of the Oval Office. Uh, Yeah, so... They investigated further, found that phone numbers on multiple forms were erroneous and signatures on multiple forms didn't appear to match signatures on file again with the Department of Secretary of State. Examples included an address in the end and another in the redacted, whatever that means. Those addresses do not exist in the Muskegon City housing numbering system, so they just made them up, figured no one's going to go to this length to look at them because it's going to be so overwhelmed. Yeah, and there was an address from the Muskegon High School, which is clearly not a residence. Nobody's voting address is the Muskegon High School. Later in the report, the name of the female suspect, again, was unredacted. The Michigan State Police investigator assigned to the case spoke with the female suspect to explain that she was being paid $1,150 a week. That's a nice salary for a lot of people, I'd imagine, in Michigan also. So that's a decent amount of money to find unregistered voters and provide them with a form so they can get registered to vote or obtain their absentee ballot. The only problem is the handwriting on the voter registration was the same on several of the registrations and many of the addresses were non-existent or fake. This goes back to like those 2000 Mules uh, documentary that Dinesh D'Souza did that they want to just rip apart. You know, when are they going to indict Dinesh D'Souza and those people who produced 2000 Mules for questioning the 2020 election? When are they going to indict the people at the Gateway Pundit for putting stories out like this questioning the 2020 election? Because that's what happens now. If you say the 2020 election is fraudulent, well, now you can get indicted. I mean, they're doing it to a past president. It's ridiculous. Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel, who is currently attempting to prosecute 15 senior citizens, she's a Democrat, by the way, 15 senior citizens averaging like the age of 69 to 75, and the former Michigan GOP co-chair for casting an alternate set of electoral votes in the 2020 election. They asked the Michigan State Police to join the Muskegon Police and Attorney General's investigation of the potentially massive multi-city voter fraud operation. Now, this whole elector thing, they weren't trying to commit fraud. They had alternate electors, I believe, in the, in the, in the case of if it was brought back to the states to have it audited and possibly a decertification and a recertification, which what was it they did in Hawaii during uh, uh, a Nixon election, I believe, or Kennedy election, Nixon-Kennedy? If I'm not mistaken, two members of Attorney General Dana Nessel's criminal investigation division were assigned to the operation. Yet, curiously, she failed to mention the investigation to the public. Nessel is a communist. That's what I'm hearing. I mean, she's going after senior citizens for nonsense, saying they had this secret meeting in a basement trying to defraud and, and steal an election for, for Donald Trump. It's just nonsense. To this day, Dana Nessel is still claiming there was no evidence of widespread voter fraud in Michigan, despite the fact that she knew her office and the office of her friend Michigan's crooked Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson 
were involved with the Michigan State Police in a large-scale investigation that took place across the state before it was taken over by the FBI. There's a lot. I want to just get into this video. This is Jim Hoft and uh, someone, uh, one of the reporters from the Gateway Pundit, speaking with Steve Bannon on, on this. The FBI was involved in election interference. Uh, they have done nothing with this, just like Hunter's laptop that goes to the FBI and then disappears. So um, this is just another instance that shows that our FBI is against the people of this country and yep. they're participating in stealing the elections. I think we found the culprits here. So let me ask you, how do we know, is it just because charges haven't been brought, you surmise that the FBI is not involved, or do you guys have further reporting that show that the FBI did not pursue this? It it is uh, mentioned in the report that it was turned over to the FBI, and there has been some updates listed on the report, and Patty was looking over these uh, items, but uh, the last update was, I believe, in 2022, and it says that it's still being investigated. So you know what that means, Steve. Nothing's no, exactly done. put in memory hole. Patty McMurray, walk us through your assessment of this situation. Like, who is GB Strategies? How did this all come about? And why is criminal charges not been brought on this? Because the FBI is involved. Um, yeah. So thanks for having me. The the the, the first point I wanted to make is that. Um, uh, Phil Halloran, who is in charge of the Election Integrity Unit for the Michigan GOP, brought this report to our attention. This is a police report that was foiled after a citizen discovered um, that this case was, was being investigated um, years ago, and he foiled the police report, and he got the police report, and the police report's pretty heavily redacted. Um, but the interesting thing is uh, that the name of the person and this is a single woman, too. Um, I want to make sure that we, we make that clear. Um, Anne Maish, I'm not sure of the um, how you pronounce her name, but she's too. the city clerk in Muskegon. And she first received between eight and 10,000 uh, voter registration application forms from this individual, uh, one woman. And that's when she alerted the Muskegon police. The Muskegon Police Department then must have alerted the attorney general's office um, Dana Nessel, um, our lawless Michigan Attorney General, she then asked the Michigan State Police to become involved in the investigation. And that's kind of where the report starts because this is a Michigan State Police report. And as you can see, it's pretty heavily redacted. So um, so what they did do though, what's interesting is in a couple different places in the report, they accidentally, I'm not sure, they left out the name of the woman who dropped off the between eight and 10,000 um, voter registration applications, and um, and in the report, um, the Muskegon um, city clerk mentions that this woman brought an additional 2,500 um, voter applications, and I think it was the following day, and that's when the police started following her. Another interesting point is the police um, began tracking these individuals that they thought were involved in this ring of uh, voter registration fraud in Michigan, and they were using the same technology, the GPS tracking that True the Vote used, that Democrats and the media mocked as being inaccurate <laughs> and uh, unreliable. So I think that's important to note because throughout the report, they talk about the GPS tracking that they used. Um, they, they started Muskegon with the report. They were able to identify that an organization was working out of a, out of a California eyewear 
uh, company building that had been vacated. So it was a vacant building, but it was formerly a California eyewear building. And I think it still had the signage out front. So it was very discreet. Um, they started the investigation in Muskegon. The investigation left, led them to multiple cities across the state of Michigan, including Flint, um, I think Grand Rapids, Ypsilanti, um, Southfield. Um, Southfield is where they found the cache of uh, weapons, including semi-automatic weapons and, and other guns um, in, this, in this facility where they found bags of prepaid voting cards. They identify at least one burner phone in the report. They talk about um, all the iPads that were being used by the individuals that were hired. Now, GBI strategies is unredacted in the report which is interesting, they're unredacted twice. And the report that we have is, I think, 58 pages long. Um, but throughout the report, they are redacted. So I'm not sure why they were left, um, you know, for us to see in the report twice. Mm. So we were able to find GBI strategies. In so, all right. I mean, this 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 video, it, 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 does, it does go on there. There are other parts of it, but you, you get the gist. They're operating under the guise of other businesses in previously vacated places, leaving the signage up. You, tremendous, what it seems like, coordinated voter fraud operation funded by uh, Joe Biden's campaign and other Democrat uh, political organizations. Now, again, how far are they going to go with following the money? And all of this is going to be uncovered. Like If you go to the Gateway Pundit, and, and check out this article. There's copies of the police report there. I'm not going to sit here and read the entire report. The bottom line is they're finding a lot of wacky stuff. They called in the ATF to inspect the weapons uh, to see what the deal is with that. Maybe they can track the weapons. This California eyewear location is weird. They're operating in multiple states. The gift cards and the burner phones. They, if, where there's one burner phone, there's many. I'd imagine every single person operating with doing anything with ballots out in the field is he going to have a burner phone and or iPad as well and are there are there witnesses again nothing is happening with the investigation other than now the FBI has taken over and it's under investigation and we know where that's going to go it is listen this is the first i think a lot of people are hearing about this specific in, instance in Michigan, what came out yesterday that they've been working on, the Gateway Pundit. The question is, is this going to help Donald Trump in the case against him where they're saying he deliberately was trying to overturn the 2020 election in these illegal acts that they are fabricating because he wasn't. He had every right to question the 2020 election. And now they have all these co-conspirators. But before that, Will this now come out in discovery and will the corrupt Biden-loving judge who once worked with Hunter Biden before she was a judge allow this in her courtroom along with a lot of other things? Because in discovery, the Trump team wants to go back you know, in time to Pennsylvania when they were changing voting laws. So – What's the corrupt judge going to allow in the courtroom in the defense? Like, I don't think there's any chance of cameras being allowed in the federal court. Trump's attorneys are calling for it. People on the left are calling for it. I think we deserve to see everything. There should be no protective orders as far as uh, what's going on because, one, it's a past president 
And two, it's a current presidential candidate, not only that, but the front runner for the 2024 Republican nomination. So the American people, as well as Donald Trump, should not have our First Amendment rights uh, for of free speech uh, uh, violated, and we should be allowed to see everything that's gone on in that case. Nothing should be uh, hidden or protected or sealed, um, because when you're attempting to hide things under court orders, uh, especially in a in a situation like this, then you are trying to hide something from the American people. You don't want th- they don't want something out in the to be shown to the court of public opinion, which is really going to matter here. And to realize that this is a giant, again, different type of election interference operation. The voter fraud operation that they had going on here, I think Joe Biden said it himself, you know, the largest voter fraud operation in, in, in history or whatever it was that he said. Yeah, I don't even think he knows what he's saying anymore. Is this going to help Donald Trump? Because they're saying Donald Trump took steps, illegal steps, to try to subvert the election and the transfer of power which we all know is nonsense. But here's the thing. They want to go after co-conspirators. When you're a president and you have all this, you have all of these advisors telling you things, it's up to that individual, the human individual, to take that information and make informed decisions on what he wants to do. Some people maybe, because now the whole thing is, oh, there are people on his staff that say he lost the election. They may think that. You're not going to tell me that Donald Trump, deep down, knowing Donald Trump and the history of Donald Trump, that he believed he lost the election. He truly believed he won the election based on what he would, the advice he was given and what he was shown. And the more it comes out, the more you could say, you know what? There's so much, there's so much on the table here as far as irregularities and straight up fraud and wacky stuff with handwriting and ballots and all this. How can the government, how, well, I, I shouldn't say that. How can more people not want this investigated and just happy with, nope, Donald Trump lost and Joey Basements, who can barely get out of his own way and like sniffs kids and eats ice cream all day, get 81 million votes. There's no way in hell, I'm sorry. But the problem is now, this is literally going to, are they, I'm I'm curious if they're going to try to indict Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani is Donald Trump's lawyer at the time. And one of the people advising him that it looks like you won this election and there's a lot of voter fraud. Are they going to go after him? Is he one of the co-conspirators? Is he co-conspirator number six? Is, are they going to go after him? Because if they're going to go after Rudy Giuliani as the attorney advising him, why would any attorney want to advise clients of things, especially like this, with the worry about they, they might, the government might indict them and j- attempt to imprison them for giving legal advice that goes against a certain narrative or goes against what the government wants. Because that's what they're trying to do. They want to, listen, they want to delete, deplatform, sometimes annihilate any dissidents of the federal government. And the FBI is complicit. They're all complicit. Somebody asked in the de- in the um, in the chat last night in last night's show, We the People Radio, what exactly is the deep state? And my definition of the deep state is not really the elected politicians. They they obviously play their part, and I think they're just chess pieces. But the real deep state are the unelected bureaucrats and all of these federal 
agencies that are not accountable to we the people that have been installed there, whether they're political appointments or they've just been given really good government civil service jobs that look at members of Congress and the president of the United States as just a temporary um, person in government that's going to come and go because of elections, that they feel that they really run the show, not to mention the people behind them who are pulling these strings with millions and millions of dollars between bribes and blackmail and everything else, you will do this or you will get exposed. Or, hey, why don't you do this and we'll pay for this? And, and that is the deep state. It's the unelected bureaucrats. I mean, look what Obama did to the FBI. He completely gutted it and put all of these liberal bureaucrats in leadership. And that's why the FBI has become what it is. And every federal, every federal agency is seeing it, and they're attempting to do it and in some ways succeeding to do it in the military. I mean, literally, they want you to believe that men are women, women are men, you know, right is left, left is right, and just all of these wacky things to keep control, to keep confusion, and most of all, they need us fighting. They, they need the divide. They need the left fighting the right. They need the right fighting the right. They need the moderates fighting. It's, they need and profit off mayhem. Warmongers, military industrial complex, social media industrial complex. I mean, it's wild. It, and it's, it's not going to stop. But when you have... This police report, this 50-something page police report, what is being done with it? And that's the problem, of course. The, the gift cards, the, uh, there was a video uh, from uh, Detroit, uh, a Detroit Vote Count Center at like 3 a.m. where they dropped off an estimated 100,000 ballots without any GOP supervisors by a rental car from out of state. Like, how... And, and how does Joe Biden then get the unexplained vote spike a few hours later? Because they stole Michigan from Trump. That's what they did. Rental car from out of state, 100,000 ballots. Everybody went to sleep, but all of a sudden there was this spike. And they think the American people are stupid. Unfortunately, a lot of people are stupid. But come on. It, it doesn't take brain science or brain – you don't have to be a, a, a rocket scientist to realize that there is – definitely some heavy heavy duty issues and what did they do instead the michigan attorney general decided to charge what is it 16 senior citizens who were electors for sending alternate ballots to dc it's wild and there is hold on i think this is the video oh here's the video of the van dropping off Hundreds of thousands of ballots around 3 a.m. in Detroit without any GOP monitors present. Inside the TCF Center. Now, the local media um, said that uh, this never happened. Here's the and rental. She actually called me on November 4th. She was inside the TCF and she said, Jim, you won't believe it. I, I just heard that a van dropped off boxes of ballots uh, in the middle of the night. Look at that. And, uh, she was working inside the TCF that morning. So, we put in a request to get this video. It took months, and uh, we got this at Gateway Pundit. We put this up on uh, you know, on our site. We tweeted about it, and that's when we uh, lost our Twitter account, by the way. Um, of course. Putting up this video. Um, there's a lead car, uh, an escort car that comes in. You can see here um, each time. 
He adds something to the people inside. And then Probably this, money. Uh, this van drives in, uh, and they actually came in twice. Now, we had local media, one of the top reporters there. I'm not going to mention his name. Uh, he said that this never happened. Uh, he was there all night. There was no fraud. Nothing happened. So now we have the video of that. So they have a car that shows up, right? They have a car that shows up, hands this guy something. You can't really tell in the video what was handed, but he takes it in his hand, backs away. Oh, yeah, I'll take that. Backs away. Probably money. And then closes the door. It's all you, right? Then he leaves and the van comes in. Dropping off all these ballots. Well, that looks like something literally out of like a mob movie. It reminds me of that uh, that scene in Goodfellas, one of my favorite movies, where um, Robert De Niro and Nick Leota walk into Kennedy Airport, get the security, get, get the... Um, get the key from the security guard and walks in and takes a suitcase of cash and nobody notices it. Like everybody's in on it. It's like the same thing, but the opposite. They're bringing in the ballots to be counted. No GOP supervisors, members of the media saying that this did not happen, that they were there all night, a rental van dropping off hundreds of thousands of, of, of ballot twice, excuse me, at 3 a.m., and then the unexplained spike. What is going on? I will tell you what. I'll tell you what is going on, though. All of this happening, Donald Trump indicted, is going to be indicted a fourth time in Georgia. They're coming after him in Georgia like no other. And, I mean, they want... They want, they want to perp walk him. They want to drag him through the square. I'm telling you, these people want to see Donald Trump dead. But what's happening? The opposite is that the support is not going away. The support is growing. He's in New Hampshire. Huge, intense Trump loyalty. People waiting in the rain for hours to see him just to see him and hear him speak. And polls going out that most New Hampshire GOP voters would vote for Donald Trump even if he were in prison on election day, which I truly believe will not happen. The former president Donald Trump sees intense loyalty from Republican voters in New Hampshire in the wake of seemingly constant indictments. Polls go up, indictments come in. Indictments come in. Polls go up. And most of these New Hampshire voters said they would vote for him even if he were in prison on election day. And that was from a a recent uh, New Hampshire Journal uh, coefficient poll. The shock poll found Trump remaining the fan favorite among GOP voters with support from 43% of respondents. No other candidate comes remotely close. Even Florida Governor Meatball Ron DeSantis falls to the single digits Tying with former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie Crispy. You imagine tying with that loser? You're America's governor in Florida, supposedly, and you're tying in the polls with that animal, Chris Crispy. I call him Chris Crispy, like Krispy Kreme. For second place? Come on. 
9% in New Hampshire, the Granite State, Ron DeSantis. You're tied with that animal, Christie from Jersey at 9%. The overall survey continued to demonstrate the intense Trump loyalty among GOP voters in New Hampshire. Most, 57%, have a favorable view of the former president. Additionally, the survey found just 25% of GOP voters believe that Trump is guilty for the events surrounding January 6th. 40% say they're unsure if laws are broken, but ultimately believe he is being prosecuted because he is Donald Trump. And another 35% say Trump did not do anything wrong and should not be punished. Those 25% of GOP voters are never Trumpers, your Bush Trumpers, your your, your Bush Republicans, your Cheney Republicans, your, oh, you know, it's Ron DeSantis and because he's young and can do eight years and Donald Trump is old and a con man and all this nonsense. That's where that 25% comes from. But you have to wonder if there's any other political figure in America that could generate the level of loyalty and support as Donald Trump gets. And has earned. And he's earned it. It just didn't happen. People just, it, it just didn't happen. He earned it by actions in his four years. And people saw what they did to him the moment he came down that escalator. Everyone turned on him who loved him because he decided to run for president as a Republican because he knew that was the way to make America great again. It's wild. But his Donald Trump support is not dwindling by any means. No matter what you see these Twitter influencers that Ron DeSantis is paying are saying, it's not happening. The very opposite is happening. Donors are walking away from Ron DeSantis. He has to switch campaign managers because his campaign is in this downfall, this downward spiral. And it, it, it doesn't look good at all. I think he has, a story came out, he has like 30-something donors in Iowa. He just has big donors, and he's running out of money. He'll probably be out of money completely by October, broke. I don't see him lasting into the new year at all. Donald Trump is the king of grassroots support and donors. That's a fact. And I'll keep donating and supporting that legal fund like the DeSantis people want to call out and are so mad about that us as Trump supporters are willing to give our money to a billionaire to fuel his plane to fly around America to piss off liberals and never Trumpers and to fight the deep state corrupt DOJ in these ridiculous legal fights that he has to fight and defend himself because they're trying to bury him under the prison. It's wild. It really is. Listen, we started late. It was a, it was a complete crap show this morning with Rumble. Uh, I, I, again, it was wild. I don't know what happened. It's kind of an offshoot show uh, this morning. It ended up being, which I'm not too happy about, but it is what it is. Check out our episode last night, We The People Radio. Uh, we had Chris Worrell on January 6th, prisoner who was convicted and is going to be sentenced to a minimum of 10 years this month. We had... Uh, Chat was crazy. We had on all platforms. We had a couple thousand people tuning in, watching. It was it was wild, and uh, yeah, 
Head over to MyPatriotCigars.com, my company, which conservative-owned, the DeSantis people are calling to boycott. Yes, the other night, uh, DeSantis influencers on Twitter, even contacting the DeSantis campaign, calling me a misogynist, a Trump cultist, and a scumbag, and want to boycott conservative-owned companies. That's what DeSantis people are doing now on Twitter. I'm a conservative-owned company, MyPatriotCigars.com. I employ veterans, first responders. I support veterans and first responders. And I support defense funds for January 6th defendants and their families so they can pay their bills. Those are the organizations I donate to through my business. I sponsor events supporting all of that through my business. And the DeSantis crew wants people to boycott my conservative-owned business because they don't like how I talked about the First Lady of Florida because she's a run-on sentence with legs and should be seen and not heard. I'm sorry, but real conservative men do not allow their women to speak for them and get on stage and speak on their behalf in this ramble and make it embarrassing. And that's what they got mad at me for. So because of that, they want everyone to boycott my conservative-owned company, Patriot Cigar Company. MyPatriotCigars.com, promo code MAGA for 25% off. I will be donating, donating profits of sales to Chris Worrell and his Give, Send, Go, the January 6th prisoner. I will be donating profits of sales to the Patriot Freedom Project. And I will be donating pay, uh, part of my profits to Donald Trump's campaign slash legal fund. Because that's what I can do to help, along with speaking to you and local activism as much as I can. But yeah, the DeSantis crew now wants to boy. They, they the exact words on there uh, on some of the tweets were, "Alan Jacoby's a scumbag. He's a misogynist. We must boycott his company, Patriot Cigars." Tagging my website, we must Bud Light him. This is what happens. The left hasn't even done that to me. Literally, the left has not done that to me. I've had people order cigars from my company, and in the messaging, where you can put messages in the orders, have written, I like cigars and what your brand is, but I'm on the opposite side of the spectrum. Like, literal, Democrats have ordered from me, and I have so-called Republicans who once were on Team Trump all out calling for the boycott of Patriot Cigar Company. It's unbelievable. I never thought I would see something like that. It's something I would expect from the left. I have had other businesses where the left have, has uh, found the information and called thinking I, I worked for them and didn't own it and tried to get me fired. But here, literally, they're calling. One even said, I hope Trump goes to prison and we're going to put you out of business. First of all, their call of a boycott backfired on them because the night they did that, my sales spiked because so many people retweeted what I put out on Twitter. And I wasn't expecting that, and it was great. But yeah, the DeSantis crew wants to destroy conservative-owned businesses because they might have an opinion that doesn't align with them about the First Lady of Florida, Jill Casey DeSantis, who is a running run-on sentence on legs. It's a fact, and she should not be speaking on behalf of her husband. She's doing nothing but hurting the campaign, not helping him, and she's an embarrassment, just like Meatball Ron. MyPatriotCigars.com, promo code MAGA, 25% off. We had a bunch of people last night getting hats and shirts. They weren't even into cigars. They just wanted to support the brand, and I appreciate that so much. 
I have a lot of orders to fill in the next couple of days for just shirts and hats, not even cigars. You can even get cigars for deployed service members overseas and in country on the website at a discounted rate. And we make sure that the cigars get to them through uh, third-party organizations. MyPatriotCigars.com, promo code MAGA, 25% off, free shipping on orders over 100 bucks. Hope you try it out. Support the company. Don't let the DeSantards win on their boycott. They're not anyway. I'm not begging you for money. I'm just letting you know that this is where the DeSantard people lie. They want to boycott conservative-owned businesses. Listen, I'm going to leave it there. There's a rough morning getting started. I'll be back tomorrow morning, 8 a.m., 8 a.m. Eastern. Granted, they don't mess with my stream again. Come on, Rumble, get your act together. But uh, listen, enjoy the day. Hope you have a great one. It's hump day, hump day in MAGA world. And uh, MAGA hat stays on. Talk to you tomorrow.